0: We're gonna be done, on it Now, welcome to the kingdom. Bonjour, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, AKA the Canadian Assassin, and I am not alone. She is the ultimate, trust me, ultimate cat mom on the planet, I guess I could say. And she's also a wrestler too, by the way. Please welcome Sarah the Rebel. What it do, what it do. And maybe sometimes a rapper. And please, and she hails from the valley. She is the farmer's daughter. Please welcome Emily May. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey. hey. (laughs) And you know, we have the star of the week. Uh, We also have news. We have news live every Thursdays at 4 o'clock. So make sure to check that out on Twitch. Uh, IG live Facebook live YouTube some other stuff follow us on social media all that good stuff but you know I know you're not here to see us me etc but you are here for this amazing guest and let me just tell you a story about this amazing guest so I saw her I think about two years ago or something like that. And I'm like, who is this amazing, beautiful woman and she's wrestling and she's a badass, all this other stuff. And I tried to get her on the show. Now I'm going to throw shade, but not really shade. I tried to get no, her that's
1: to- fine. Go for it. <laughs> too busy
0: to get on the show. And that's a good thing. So I was like, eventually it's going to happen because the show's not going anywhere because the show is the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. So we finally got her. So you could see her, she's uh, referred to or she's known as eye candy on WOW. But on everything else, You could see her kicking ass and taking names. Please welcome Willow Nightingale. Hello,
1: everybody. Uh, Yeah, by the way, outside of wrestling, I'm a piercer. And like, my schedule for that is pretty much like, I pierce on days that I'm not wrestling, and on my days off, I wrestle. And then like shop hours are ridiculous. And then on top of that, I'm a super like forgetful and like space cadet kind of person. So I'm glad to finally be here chatting with you ladies. I know Um, it's gonna
0: happen eventually. So thank you for coming on. Oh, I'm excited.
1: Not a problem, I'm excited too. So let's kind of get into
0: it. So COVID kind of took the life and the wind out (laughs) of all of our sales. How are you doing during COVID? start and COVID middle, I guess.
1: I was really uh, panicked at first being that I... For the first time in my life moved away from home so i was like away from my family like only three hours but i had just been like for the first time outside of my my parents house and i just like was worried that something would happen to them and i'd be far away and i was like no so that was like obviously my main concern like everybody else right like that's yeah, our loved ones on the other hand it was the first time i was living with my boyfriend and uh You know, it was nice to get to spend all that, like, quality time together. We didn't, like, want to kill each other. So I guess that's pretty good for our relationship. You know, that's a pretty good sign. Now I'm back in work, both piercing and wrestling, trying to get tested as, like, often as possible because both of those realms are obviously, like, I'm interacting with people. And even though we're washing our hands, wearing masks, like, hand sanitizing nonstop, wiping everything down, ring, piercing station, whatever, obviously you still want to take precautions as much as you can. So trying to get in there at least every two weeks to get a COVID test. And how have you been adapting, you know, because like gyms haven't been open
2: and it's been, you know, everyone's been trying to adapt their like uh, home workout routine. What have you tried to to change and figure out and adapt?
1: Initially, like my boyfriend and I were like, We don't have to wrestle for a while. We'll eat ice cream every day. That's also amazing. (laughs) Um, Which is like amazing at the time. And now I'm like, I hate this. Literally Um, the same thing.
3: I was like, wrestling's gone. The apocalypse is here. I'm getting ice cream. Every time I get injured,
1: that's how I respond. I'm like, well, junk food it is, I guess. But we did like, we did DDP yoga a lot. We have like resistance bands at home that we use. Here in Philly, we have gyms open now. They have been for maybe like a month or two, mm-hmm. um, probably closer to two months. So I've, I've been able to go back. You know, you wear your masks, sanitize your hands, wipe everything down, like that kind of shebang. And it's like refreshing. But sometimes when you go over and there's like too many people, I'm like, do I really want to work out today? <laughs> uh- that was insane.
2: Yeah. We, we we went
3: just like an hour later than normal, five thirty a.m., and the gym was just packed. Up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Outdoors, I, I can't. I don't want to do the gym for a long time.
1: Yeah, that's completely understandable. I think if I were still at home and I had to worry about like my parents and like going home to like a bunch of other people, I would definitely be more concerned and probably stayed away. But like, it's both. My boyfriend, who is also a wrestler, his name's Rex Lawless, him and I are both taking that risk, so it's not like we have to worry right. about our partner, because we're both you know, putting ourselves at risk. Well, it's really grim when I put it like that. But <laughs> no, that's no, the no. reality of it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I feel the same way. I mean, but everything,
2: every industry is changing, even Hollywood and movies and how you do production. It's not just uh, the wrestling industry, so. It's, yeah. it's Everyone's talking about it, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> so how are you, like, with your bookings and stuff like that, how are you, like, taking precautions to, like, okay, I'm going to take this booking mark. Is there certain questions you're asking before you do that? Or, like, how do you determine which bookings you're going to take now?
1: Really, I've only worked for Beyond. I did, LVAC does these, like, Let's Hang Out shows. And I just did uh, taping at NYWC where I originally trained. For Beyond Wrestling, they make us get tested beforehand and like send it into the promoter to make sure that we're good to go. If anyone's feeling sick or whatever, he asks you to drop off the show so we can find a replacement, not taking any risks with that. The Let's Hang Out show I did, that was the first one that I accepted. That was like my first booking that I was like, okay, let's see how I can do. They told me right off the bat, they were like, yeah, we're asking everyone to get tested. Same thing, if, if, no, if you're not feeling well as the show approaches, let us know. And it was outside at a movie theater, actually, which was super fun and, like, a really cool setting, you know, regardless of COVID era or not. So everyone was spread out. And afterwards, we got to watch some, some movies from our car. So that was fun. <laughs> and the taping that I did was the same thing, where it was, like, it was only, a, you were allowed to have four people in a room at a time. And everyone when they weren't like doing their match, would go outside and spread out in the parking lot. Now I have the collective coming up, which is like, I think the thing I'm most nervous about coming back from COVID, because I know I'm doing all these things where I'm like, I'm getting tested, I'm gonna wear a mask. But I think it does get a little scary knowing that it is a big event. And even though there are like, obviously they're running at limited capacity and everything like that, the paranoia sneaks up on you. But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, nonetheless. It's kind of like all
0: in tandem, which is, it's been just a crazy year. So we have COVID and then we had, you know, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, just a lot of stuff that's happened with that. What I really do love about this show that we have such a diverse panel of of hosts that we can ask those questions. And I do listen to other interviews and, you know, if you don't know, then you're not going to ask. So, you know, prior to even that, what has there been any experience as far as like, you know, just, you know, racially or anything that throughout your wrestling career? And then if so, has it changed since Black Lives Matter? and Like, you know, that kind of everything that's happened this year. Um, so
1: I feel pretty fortunate because I know there are other Black women in wrestling and, you know, Black male wrestlers as well who have faced a lot more discrimination or had opportunities taken away from them for that fact alone. I personally have one story that really kind of like I feel like could have held me back and that's a promoter being like, well, I already have a black girl. Why would I need another one? Which is, right? So, <laughs> so, and like I heard that and I was like, mm, okay, I'm not sure this is somewhere I would want to work, but I consider myself really fortunate. Like I understand my privilege, like I'm light skin, so I guess like some people don't even view me as black and they think that that's a compliment to be like, oh, you're not, you're not even black in my eyes. just like, that's, I don't, I don't know how to take that. But that is, like, the worst thing that I think I've experienced, at least directly. I don't know if, if anyone's ever turned their eye at me, you know, turned the other cheek and just not given me an opportunity because of it. But I've never, I've never shied away from who I am because, like, at the end of the day, I am a big girl. I am, like, kind of weird and quirky. I am a woman of color. And, like, I, I can't hide those things, so I embrace right. them all. And I try to kind of put that to the forefront of my personality in wrestling. And people seem to dig it, you know? The places that I've worked support me for those reasons, not in spite of them. And since we've kind of been seeing more protests across the country, since Black Lives Latter, uh, little Black Lives Matter has kind of um, gained more momentum recently. In the wrestling community, obviously, it's translated there as well. I have been super like fortunate and just like overjoyed to see the amount of kind of like support from everyone. Mm -hmm. Because even if, you know, someone said like, oh, I'm not racist or whatever before, I think there's a new level of appreciation being given towards Black wrestlers. You're seeing shows pop up, like for the culture, for example, which was supposed to happen before like COVID and everything. And then they recently had Black Wrestlers Matter, that show, and they're doing a second one. And to be able to see that we're, like, in a landscape where that can happen, that's awesome. That's empowering. Like, 10 years from now, hopefully that won't be, like, the special attraction, so on, kind of match. That'll be, like, the standard. Like, it's not, like, a weird thing to have a lot of Black wrestlers on your show. You know, there's not, like, a quota that needs to be filled. There really should just be, like, diversity for the sake of, like, looking at people beyond just, like, oh, well, my my white top star, cause you see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well this person doesn't have star quality and like really vague reason for why they don't have star quality. Cough, cough, like <laughs> skin color. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving forward, I think this will help, you know, create a more status quo of like diversity being more than just like for cool points or like PC points or whatever.
3: Right. Okay. speaking of that recognition, you were on the PWI list this year. Yeah! Uh, Hey! How did that that make you feel?
1: That was, like, really um, shocking because, obviously, it's not like they generally include a number of women in that list, the top 500. I haven't even been in, like, the women's, like, top 100 before. So for me to make the top 500 list, like, with all the men and everything, I was like, what? (laughs) It was definitely just this, like, moment of gratitude. I don't think I realize the effect that I do have on independent wrestling, like the scene, I guess, like I'm just a person, right? (laughs) Like I'm just a person trying to have fun, do this thing that I love. And if I make people smile along the way, that's awesome. But to think that like, Through intergender wrestling, I've been able to be considered at, like, this higher class of, like, what is considered the best. And, you know, even though people have their opinions about the list, like, oh, well, you know, it's fake, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. That acknowledgement is, it means something to me. It means something to the people who wrote it, the people who were in the list. It's not the end of the world if I hadn't made it. Or, you know, for anyone else, it's not the end of the world. But the fact that there is that acknowledgement, it felt good, you know, through, through, like six years, almost six years of of injury or, you know, feeling like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Like, is it worth it? Like just something little like that could really put a little little spark in there. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it definitely helps motivate you and and kind of like push you to go and keep going when it gets hard. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: (laughs) What's some advice that you would give to any up-and-coming wrestlers that are struggling with their own, like, self-image and their own, like, place and their own voice in the world and kind of in the industry? Because sometimes people can feel like their voices are marginalized and they're not being heard. And so what's some advice moving forward that we can all kind of
1: take with us to help with that? I think a very important thing is networking, and I know that can be really hard, but, like, social media, we have that platform, and, like, even if you don't have a huge following, it is very important to engage with whoever is listening, because that will kind of gain traction and thus make more people aware of whatever it is that you're saying. But also, like, going to shows and picking the brains of people who do have that voice. Because if you're able to kind of make that connection with someone, like the first time I did Shimmer, Mercedes Martinez is someone I always looked up to because I just thought she was such a badass. She was a woman of color. And I was like, yeah, heck yeah. I want to like talk to you. And now she, after that point, she was someone who knew who I was, right? And like that can go a long way when like two months from then, somebody has a question about like, oh, I'm looking for a girl, blah, blah, blah. And she would be able to vouch for me or whatever, you know? You have to constantly connect to other wrestlers as well. That's how the fans will um, kind of start following you is if they're able to see that, like, someone who's already respected kind of gives you the little rub, even if it's just, like, in a friendship way. Right. But also, like, don't be fake. I think that's important, too, because people see that. You know, they like, they feel when things are authentic and genuine and when they're not. If you believe in something, like, speak, speak on that with conviction. Don't just try to be whatever the flavor of the week is.
3: I would just want to say to your credit too, about what you just said about networking. I literally used you as an example for Bateman when I was helping him learn how to be better at networking. I'm like, you know how you feel about Willow every time you're in a locker room with her and how she makes everyone feel. And he's like, yeah.
1: I was like, okay, you got to do that to others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've ha- I've had someone recently, they were like, They called me fake and I was really hurt because I was like, I'm not fake friendly. Like I'm genuinely like, I'm not going up to every single person and trying to be their best friend. It's just like when people talk to me, I treat them with respect and courteousness and politeness. And I think that is like an example to follow, but it's not like I'm, I'm trying to buddy in, buddy up with everyone. Like if I genuinely have a question I want to ask you, or like, if you seem like an interesting person, I'm going to talk to you. There's no, no use in being cooped up in a corner with everyone I'm going to work with at some point, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. Like, it's a small industry,
1: right? You gotta, you know, be nice yeah. to <laughs> You run into people, like, a lot more than you'd imagine. Like, even if you're like, oh, this person lives 10 hours from me. You see them all the time. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> and now, so you started, like, six years ago and, like, you know, injuries here and there. What have you, like, what... If you could talk to yourself six years ago, at this point right now, what advice would you give to the, the younger wrestler?
1: So I think the advice I would give to myself is something that I heard about like six months in to my career because this advice that I'm about to share with you is something that I constantly hear in my head. And that is like, just keep going because at the time I was just training, they were like, just keep going. Eventually you're gonna become a professional wrestler. Like there might be a lot of roadblocks in the way, but like you're gonna get where you wanna go. And that was like the bottom line. It's like, well, where do I wanna go? I'm gonna get there somehow. Sometimes it takes longer than I want, or sometimes it's not the way that I want, but it'll happen. Just keep going, keep trying. Like don't coast, keep doing hard work and you will get there. I would give that advice to myself. Because whenever I finally heard it, it, like, really helped me out to just, like, through everything and every, like, cruddy moment I went through. That wrong in my head over and over again. I'm, I'm very happy that I heard it.
3: You have a cruddy moment. You broke your neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that road to recovery like? And were you nervous the
1: first match back? Recovering was, in a way, easier than I thought it would be. Previously, like I had had knee surgery, which is in a spot where you're constantly carrying your weight. So you feel the pain pretty regularly. Anytime you're walking, anytime you're doing like any sort of like leg exercises, you're feeling that your neck on the other hand is only holding the weight of your head. So throughout the time that I wasn't wrestling, it felt pretty okay. I was like, Oh, this doesn't hurt so bad. But going back into wrestling, like when I started training again, it was definitely more of like a mental hurdle than my previous injury, which was already like, you know, a little bit of uh, shaking me up. But I think my neck injury really made me understand the thing that veterans always tell younger people, which is like, you're not invincible, you have a bump card, right? So like, you hear that when you're 20 years old. And you're like, okay, like, I get that we only get one body. And like, it's It's not going to last forever. Like, I have to take care of it. You hear it, but, like, you don't truly understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it wasn't until after I got hurt that I realized, like, yeah, I did feel invincible. And now I don't. But that's okay. You know, I learned I could work differently. Like, I don't have to do everything that people suggest. I also kind of wanted to lean more into my strength, like, physical strength. Because before, I kind of was like, well, I'm a big girl, but I want to be flippy, and I want to do, <laughs> and like, it was cool, but like, I uh, definitely want to do less of that, and I feel like now that I am kind of more power focused, I've kind of like, hit a good stride with that, and one day at training, I completely like, nosedived, head first into the mat, like, completely just like, <clears throat> <I don't> know. <laughs> like, spiked myself, and I was like, I'm Okay oh my God, I'm okay. And this was more recently. This was like, I had already been back to wrestling and everything, but it was a very important moment for me because even after being in matches, I had all this like, these concerns and this apprehension and I definitely did not have the same confidence. And I don't think it was really until that that I kind of was like, oh, I'm good to go.
3: (laughs) I love how that works with wrestlers. We are the weirdest people. Right?
2: (laughs) You got hurt again and then you were like, I'm not that hurt. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I love how, like, you adapted your moveset, because you're like, all right, I can't necessarily do this because of my injury. Let me switch it up a bit. And, like, what was that like for your fans, and, like, how, like your, your outward persona to adapt your moveset for a, an audience? How was that? And how did people, like, receive that?
1: Because I know sometimes when you shift that, it could be a little bit difficult. The shifting my moveset didn't really even come into play as much. Until like 2020, which is kind of rough because I only had a few matches at the beginning of 2020. But when I came back for my first match, I don't want to say post COVID because we're still in it, but like post that first wave, somebody had mentioned they were like, You have this new competence that like wasn't there before. And I think they mean like previously, even before I had been injured, and like my matches have been like more well received than ever before. So I think. People have been digging it, you know? I don't feel like they've that I've abandoned who I was before. I don't think I've given up the spirit of who Willow is and what I do in the ring. I've just kind of like evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think people are still behind it and um, that feels pretty good. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs>
0: Let's say, you know, COVID is going gone. Where do you hope your career would be? And then, you know, right now with COVID and we don't know what's gonna happen, you know, where, where are you hoping this is going to, career-wise, it's going to be?
1: I would say most wrestlers, their ultimate goal is to get signed somewhere where they can make a living off of wrestling. Not all, but I think a lot of people, that's like their ultimate dream. It's not the make or break, but it's the dream. And ultimately, like one day I would like to get there because, you know, it's, it, it's you're breaking your back. <laughs> you know, literally, I broke my neck for this. So that would be cool. When I first came back from my neck injury, bringing that up again, I did a lot of tag team wrestling. Um, I'm in a tag team called The Burden and the Bee with Solo Darling, who is also my best friend and just can't say enough great things about her because that would be a whole other interview all on its own. But it was a little bit hard to really find myself in this new skin, having to also, like, adapt to being in a tag team and, like, being like, this is our image, but, like, I still didn't know who what, like, my image was. Mm. Um, so I really, really wanted to go to Japan at that point. And, I mean, I always have, but I felt like I needed a lot of time to myself, like, away from the wrestling world that I know and, like, even my home life in a way and just be able to kind of, like, focus exclusively on wrestling and myself and who I want to be So I wanted to make that happen. It's not like there were opportunities waiting for me. I was trying to just find a way to make it happen. And of course, (laughs) it's not happening right now because, you know, international borders and all that. But when that becomes a possibility again, that is uh, my immediate goal is to get to Japan, do a tour there, and um, really just get, like, as crisp and, like, good in the ring as I can be.
3: Obviously your neck injury stalled the WOW plans for eye candy, but you were hot, hot, hot there. Do you mm-hmm. think you're gonna go back to WOW once WOW comes back? Are you done with the company? Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I'm still with WOW right now. You would know this as well. Tapings got uh, delayed because of the state of the world, and we don't really kind of know when, when we will be taking that next step. But I've been in correspondence with David, you know, he reached out to us to make sure that everyone was comfortable or not comfortable wrestling or holding it off. Just kind of constantly checking in with people to see where we're at, make sure everybody's healthy. All right. And with my neck and everything, they checked up on me to be like, hey, uh, are you okay? (laughs) Like, first of all, and then they were like, are you getting back to wrestling? Like, does that seem possible? And then it was super awesome for them to bring me out while I was hurt. And now that I'm back, you know, David's always like, are you sure you're good? You know, you don't have to do anything crazy. We just want, we love you. We just want you to be okay. And there's just so much reassurance and love that I get from everybody over there. And I love being there. So I'm, you know, I'm not in any rush to leave.
3: Glad to hear that, I'm a big eye candy fan.
1: But I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear, thank you.
0: <laughs> so, are we ready to get into a rapid hot tags? Sure. Is that like a word association thing? Yes. So I'm gonna I... just ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. You're gonna say the first thing that comes to your mind. Just a couple questions. Nothing crazy. No, I got you. Moments. That's not what we do here. So, you ready? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, your favorite quarantine snack?
1: Extra toasty cheeses. Oh, those are good. Okay. They're really good. You get the one attached to the wine box too. Uh, no,
2: but I should find out what that is. There's one that's attached <laughs> to a wine box.
1: Oh, I know it all too well. Yeah, I didn't know where to find it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, think I think I interrupted. You. Here you go. <laughs> do, you prefer to,
0: uh, do you prefer working out at home or at the gym? At the gym. Uh, cooking at home or ordering out?
1: When I have the time cooking in. If you could wake up tomorrow
0: having gained one quality or ability, what would it be?
1: Time management.
0: I like that. What are you most grateful for in life? My loved ones. My favorite question. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you choose?
1: Definitely my mind. But given wrestling, I'm not 100% sure that could happen. (laughs) Oh, wait, okay, so we
2: all have difference of opinion on that. So that's why we always laugh because everyone has a different, uh, thought. Well,
0: I mean, most people say the body. Most they're...
2: people say body. I say yeah. mind. That's team so...
0: Sarah and team TK, but Emily yeah. is still holding on to the mind. I'm still
1: so. holding on to the mind. <laughs> I have, like, this really weird, I don't want to say, like, fantasy, but, like, I have this vivid, like, image of me being, like, this really old woman Like, who still dresses in like crazy colors and is like, listen to my crazy life. So, I would definitely like to keep my mind in check for that to become true. Okay. Yes. We can talk together
2: while while TK and Sarah just have hot bodies and can't talk. I like Cheetos. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be neat,
3: 90 years old in the club.
0: All right, Sarah, hit us with that Star
3: of the Week. Today's Star of the Week is Brittany Blake. Blake started her training at CCW Academy in 2013, where she was trained by WWE's Drew Gulak. She went on to work for Shimmer, Shine, Stardom, WSU, Queens of Combat, and many more. Blake is the current WSU World Champion and has held several titles, including the CCW Medal of Valor, Maryland Championship Wrestling's Women's Title, and Legacy Wrestling's Women's Title. She is also an avid cosplayer and gets to combine her two loves with Cosplay Pro Wrestling. You can also watch my match with Blake on YouTube under Empower Wrestling. Be sure to follow her at the Brittany Blake and tell her Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. Want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene? Shoot us your suggestions for future stars of the week. To
2: start. Yay, Sarah! You need like little sparkles to come up. I do. Just what I've done. Just start.
1: You need like a fairy wand and like yeah. how Disney would be like, sure. That's an excellent
3: idea. And I feel like somehow I can make that happen one day. I will make it happen now. Make <laughs> it happen, Kevin All right, TK has disappeared, but she's normally
0: the one who wraps us up. <laughs> <laughs> so the mom, back. Are, you here? are you here, TK? I'm here. I'm here. Oh my uh, God, Spectrum, you are terrible.
1: Anyway, <laughs> thank
0: you so much for joining us. Where can everybody find you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at w underscore Nightingale underscore. Um, you can also find Bird and B on Instagram at Bird and B XD. I think, <laughs> and you can always uh, find me on Pro Wrestling Keys. Uh, I even have a Facebook page if you wanna friend me at Willow Nightingale, and,
0: uh, yeah. And wait, Willow is that your, like, name name, or is that, like, a wrestling name,
1: or? Yeah, so, uh, Willow Nightingale, that's, that's the wrestling name. I, I it's two nature names, you know, Willow, like the tree, Nightingale, like the bird, so I really kind of liked that. I didn't have any, I didn't, like, want to be a hippie gimmick or anything, that's just, like, who I really am, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, nature names, when I, put it together it's a perfect
0: I really love that name it's just it's just you I don't it know it well. it. and it's unique I like it
1: yeah my real name doesn't have like a nice rhythm to it like that so thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right Sarah where can everybody
0: find the ultimate cat mom
3: you can find me at sarah the rebel everywhere sarah's an h is god of the bible intended and check out my patreon for spooky halloween content
2: Ooh. and emily <laughs> okay. uh, i'm sarah sound effects um no <laughs> so you can find me on all social platforms at emily may heller and uh, yeah we're gonna have lots more women's wrestling talk content throughout the weeks so
0: you don't want to miss it yes the website is here, we're just tweaking a little bit, so that's all gonna be up for you. And as you can tell, my internet sucks balls, so if you wanna support us and donate, uh, make sure to go on Anchor and hit that donate button. You have a whole monthly subscription thing between one and five dollars, it goes a long way. And um, we're gonna have coming out with merch, all that stuff. And if you are not listening to us on um, you know, podcast stuff, definitely follow us on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on StreamYard, we're on um, social media. On Twitter, we are pod, and then on IG, we're at talk, and that's on Facebook as well, so make sure you are following us on all those platforms, and don't forget to donate. Willow, I am so thankful that you have hopped on the show. You are amazing on your social media, and I actually saw you got to perform at WOW, so I was there. You're amazing in, like, from, like, seeing from afar as you are, like, in person, so I'm just, you know, just in the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you for so much for joining us, uh, folks. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Till next time, ciao.
3: Bye.